Hey, everybody. Dexter Guff here. Uh, glad you are with me. So nice to have your ears on my mouth. Uh, and welcome uh, to an episode, again, that has the potential to change your life. I hope it happens. Good God, your life needs to change. And I want to make that happen. Um, got to address something out of the gates here. Uh, it's been a problem now for a while. Uh, have to address it. And it's my website. Uh, my website, DexterGuffBand.com. Uh, that's where you have to go uh, if you want to connect with me and see my website, which is, oh, God, the problem is DexterGuff.com is owned by some plumbing site, which is insane to me. Why Legally, why you should be able to have a plumbing site attached to somebody's legal name is insane. Because when someone's looking for Dexter Guff, they go to the site and then it's just about, uh, it says keep things flowing and there's a, a plunger and it's just, it's a nightmare. You don't want to associate me with toilets and pipes. It's not what it's about. So I've been trying to throw some money at this guy, trying to get him to break, trying to get him to cave. Give me that site. He refuses to do it. So until I can secure that site, you have to go to an old site that I uh, have been using, which is DexterGuffBand.com. And please don't ask me about that. It's from a, a long time ago. I dabbled in music quite successfully, ska, but I I don't want to talk about that. And don't look for any of my old videos. It's don't, don't, that's, that's done. That's, uh, don't go there. I'm just asking you that if you want to reach out to me, uh, go to DexterGuffBand.com. Sure, you can find me there. Uh, and do me a favor, uh, go to DexterGuff.com and let this plumber really have it. You can connect with him there. There's a link, uh, you know, to, to get a free quote. Just let him have it. Let him hear about how frustrated you are that uh, DexterGuff.com is owned by a plumber. Okay, enough said. Now, let's jump into the real reason why you're here, and that's the meat and bones of this show. Let's do this. Let's do this. D, this is going to be fun. I dare you to listen. It's time. E, on your mental treadmill, what takes priority? Your goals or your dreams? Dexter Cup. X, technology, entertainment, design. Throw that out the window. That's old news. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on now. What was your biggest failure? No, no, no. Let me guess. I don't think you're ready. I'm Dexter Guff, and I'm smarter than you. All right. Feeling a lot better. Just hearing that theme, uh, it just pumps me up. Hope it pumps you up. Hope everyone's getting pumped right now uh, because of that music. Um, so if you've been following along, oh my God, uh, you know, I'm in a saga. I am. Uh, I don't know why this happens to me. I am in a saga again. Uh, seems to find me. Really does. I get targeted by sagas. Uh, of course, I'm referring to my chia seeds. Uh, if you've been listening to some of the previous episodes, my chia seeds, which I uh, had purchased in a large uh, dry storage warehouse in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, got them at a hell of a price. Uh, but uh, as you may have heard last week, a pipe burst. Uh, in this dry storage and swamped these seeds. Nightmare. No business owner wants to hear that. So anyways, meant that I had to travel to Ann Arbor, Michigan this past weekend. You can't fly first class there. I mean, you, you can get first class to Chicago and then you get on one of those smaller planes and there's no first class. I mean, there's a front row. That's where I sat, but I didn't get any preferential treatment. I was just first one off. Got to Ann Arbor, went to the warehouse and it is, it's a nightmare. I mean, it's, it's horrible. This pipe swamped those seeds. Uh, water hit those seeds and they have now sprouted. I mean, it's inside this warehouse, which is about the size of kind of an indoor soccer field. Um, if, if you're familiar with a, a Chia Pet, uh, 
this is like that. It's an indoor large chia uh, facility. It's just, it's, it's growing. <sighs> so this is, it's frustrating, but it's also a learning opportunity for you because it's forced me to pivot. Uh, I did, my, my head's on a swivel. I pivoted. I had to. Uh, you need to be ready at the drop of a hat to pivot uh, your business idea, which is what I've done. So I've got this indoor jungle and I am, you know, I sort of scratched my head here. What am I going to do? Um, I'm putting it into an indoor interactive space for kids, a jungle space, uh, indoors uh, with these chia seeds that have sprouted. Uh, going to get some animals. Obviously, they got to be uh, safe with kids, uh, but they got to be exciting too. You know, maybe a baby tiger. Um, something in this space that is going to cause people to, you know, pay money at the door, uh, get inside. People are dying to get inside in Ann Arbor, even in the summer. If it's not cold, then it's it's hot and it's full of black flies. So you want to get inside. So we're going to have this indoor uh, jungle space, uh, charging at the door, see some animals, let the kids go nuts, uh, burn off some steam so they can, you know, go to bed early and the parents can actually have a glass of wine and enjoy their life. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, so I've pivoted uh, and it is going to be called Guff's Jungle. Uh, so come if you are in Ann Arbor in the summertime. Come to Guff Jungle. Uh, Guff Jungle. Uh, Guff Jungles. Guff's Jungles. Guff's, jing- Guff's Jungles. Guff's Jungles space. Yeah, you know what? I might do a double jungle in there. We could do one for adults and then one for kids. The adult one could be kind of like, you know, be a bit more of an interactive sex space. Uh, anyways, okay, so Guff's Jungles. Come to Guff's Jungles in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, it is the only reason to be in Ann Arbor uh, this summer. I trust, trust me. Trust me on that one. Anyways. Pivoting my business, that's what you have to be ready to do. Okay, enough said about those seeds. Um, I do want now to talk about an incredible interview we have today. Uh, Because today we are talking to a peer, I guess you could say. Uh, I probably wouldn't say that, but he might. Um, This would be Ron Tite, uh, who is uh, a thought leader, a very well-known speaker, Uh, He is in the world of marketing, advertising, uh, branding, uh, has his own branding company called Church and State. Going to find out a little bit about what that is. Uh, We're going to talk to Ron Tide. It's going to be a battle of the titans. Uh, It's going to be a uh, uh, cage match of brains. We'll see whose brain is released from that cage after submitting the other brain in a leg lock. Uh, Guff's going to come out on top. Uh, That's my show. I have to. Uh, So Ron Tite, we're going to talk to him a little bit later on. But before we do that, I have got to address something that has become a bit of a cultural phenomenon uh, that I've got to address right now. And of course, I'm talking about Marie Kondo. Kondo. I got to go there. Uh, Tammy, play some Kondo music. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard about Marie Kondo. And her new show on Netflix, it's, it's, it's everywhere. People love this show. Basically, the show teaches people how to clean up their house. She encourages tidying by category, beginning with your clothes, then moving to your books, papers, and finally sentimental items. But get this. She tells people only to keep the things that speak to their heart. To discard items that no longer spark joy. Thank them for the service and then let them go. I'm serious. This is what millions of people are doing around the world. They have been wasting their time only keeping things that spark joy. Give me a break. Things aren't meant to spark joy. Things are meant to get the job done. When I look at my toothbrush, my heart doesn't sing with emotion because I'm in love with it. I look at my toothbrush and I say, you've got a job to do. You better get it right. I monetize this smile every day. You clean my smile. 
so I can go out there and close more deals. I don't need you to tickle my joy bone. I need you to get rid of those goddamn coffee stains. And while you're at it, attack that plaque. Seriously, think about everything you have in your home. Every bit of clothing, every uh, money clip, your rumbas, all of your photos. Kondo says you should judge all of these things by whether or not you want to make out with them. And if you don't want to kiss your rumba, then throw it to the trash. How dumb is that? That's really dumb. I'm all for decluttering your house. Of course I am. I love people who are tidy. I mean, my second wife, she was a slob. I hated it. She'd always leave the toilet seat up. I was like, what are you doing? Why is that toilet seat up? You doing like a, a squat over the pot? I don't, I don't understand. Oh, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, uh, the bed sheets would always be messed, and there's a clothing lying around. Some of it I didn't even recognize, and the smell of men's cologne. It was just such a slob. I had to let her go. But Marie Kondo's tact on how to address slobby lifestyles is totally wrong. It's not about asking, does something spark joy? It's about asking your paperweight. Do you motivate? Do you trigger me to financially thrive? Do you spark my drive for success? And if the answer is no, then you get that thing on eBay. Get rid of it. Sell it for a profit. One of the most valuable items in my house is a picture of a polar bear attacking a walrus. It's gruesome. I mean, this bear literally is trying to disembowel this walrus. Does it spark joy? Uh, I don't think so. It's a giant picture in the middle of my dining room, just above the plunge pool at the end of my dining room table. And this, this bear, it's got its claws right in the side of this big blubbery walrus. And it's just blood everywhere. But my point is, it's valuable to me. Because that picture, every time I sit down to eat, reminds me that it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. That it's survival of the fittest. That you've got to go out and attack your day. You've got to be a polar bear with big claws in a, in a bloody blubbery walrus. If you want to get money in the bank, you better be that bear. Does it spark joy? No. Does it remind me to get out there and kill it? Uh, yeah. Every single time I see it. Now, I wasn't going to announce this for a few more weeks. But Kondo has got me pissed. So I am moving up the announcement to today. I'm rolling this out early. I am writing a new book. It's called Guff Your Stuff. I'm going to get this book out there fast. I might not even have time to spell check it, so don't come down on me if the spelling's off. You get the point. And my book is not going to be about cultivating empathy with all the crap in your life. It's going to be about going through things and asking, is this a tool? Will this help me make money today? Will this comb help me crush my next big networking event? Does this bowl of apples help me close a deal? Because again, what is shit for? Stuff helps you get more stuff. Stuff begets stuff. That's the point. Stuff. So don't ask yourself, do things spark joy? Ask yourself, can this stuff make some money? Spark bucks? Does it motivate me to go out there into the cutthroat world of high finance and be a polar bear eviscerating a walrus? And if it doesn't, get rid of it. Plus, I have a whole section on how to fold t-shirts too. Be very helpful. And that is my hot take on Kondo. And don't forget to look for my book, Guff Your Stuff. Should be on Amazon very soon. Okay, good. Tammy. Okay, everybody. Want to talk right now about something very important. Of course, I'm talking about partnerships. Partnerships are 
everything in business. And that's why I want to give some love to a partner of mine. That is Himalaya. Now, I'm not talking about the mountains. Could talk about those mountains. Very cool. Very big. Uh, somewhere outside of North America. Know that. Uh, but I'm actually talking about the Himalaya podcast app. If you want to listen to Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You one day earlier than anywhere else, then you got to download the Himalaya app. That's right. Get those thought dogs in you one day early. Uh, suck some of that brain juice back one day early so that you can really savor it and then rub it in everyone else's face. Uh, so if you want to listen to this podcast one day early, then download the Himalaya app and get your ears on my mouth where they belong. Okay, now let's get on with the rest of the show. Okay, everybody, I am so stoked right now. I mean, this is it's one of those epic conversations that is about to happen. Uh, it's kind of like when two golden eagles meet. Uh, it's just sort of that rare, uh, just that powerful, powerful meeting. Because my guest today uh, is a colleague, uh, is a peer, uh, is an award-winning advertising writer and creative director for some of the world's most respected brands. We're talking Air France. We're talking Evian, uh, Fidelity, Hershey, Johnson & Johnson, Kraft, Intel, Microsoft. I mean, <laughs> this just goes on. I mean, most of the interview will just be me reading brands. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Church and State, content marketing agency, and more importantly, uh, he's a speaker, just like me. I mean, this guy has spoken to audiences all over the world, uh, including American Express, Coca-Cola, Dell, Deloitte. Okay, well, Tammy, we get it. Okay, we get it. A ton of places. That's uh, Tammy's intro. Uh, regardless, okay, um, lots of places. His name is Ron Tite, and I am so pumped that you are on the show. Ron, brother, welcome to the big show. Dexter, thank you. I, I think um, this is um, me. Uh, you said there were a couple of eagles. I think I feel like I'm a balding eagle, but it's Gold, so, great, I, so great to be on the show. <laughs> Listen, I got something that you can rub on your head. It's an ointment that's actually compounded in a pharmacy in Dubai. Happy to send it your way, but it's I got a little bit of money on the back end of this product, but I can, I can send you that personally through a G-chat. Uh, that'd be amazing. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. I want you, uh, in your own words, to tell my listeners a little bit about your business, about uh, what you do and what your message for businesses and and my listeners would be. Sure. Well, as uh, the, the two worlds of speaking and the agency are really combined, that they, you know, kind of use the same philosophy. And, yeah. and the philosophy is that, you know, people used to vote with their wallets. But now they vote with their time. And and whether you're a brand that's trying to win the battle for time for a consumer or whether you're an executive who's trying to win the battle for time for your teams, that that we we need an approach uh, as organizations and as people to capture people's attentions where we're relevant enough, where we're timely enough, where we're valuable enough, or we're humorous enough, you know, or entertaining enough that sure. people want to sit up and, and pay attention. And then it's never been more critical given how busy – the world is that, you know, that we're all living and working in. Now, and speaking about being busy, I mean, we're both busy, touched on that briefly. We're not even in the same studio here. I mean, no. of course, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here in Southern California in my studio uh, here with, you know, Tammy's, of course she's here, uh, but where, Ron, where are you, brother? I mean, where are you crushing it today? I'm actually at my office, so I'm not on the road speaking today. Okay. And when I'm not on the road, I'm here in the office at Church and State. Okay, did something fall through uh, speaking-wise, I'm, I'm imagining? 
uh, that today is just kind of a down day. And I don't want to dwell on that. Is that this? Yeah, it's a it's a down day. You can't, okay. you know, uh, you can't chase the panic of success. And sometimes, uh, you know, my attention turns to the business and then I'm, okay. and then I'm gone again. You got to do the housekeeping. Then you hit the road. Today, I'm between three speaking engagements. Fortunately, most of them are in SoCal. One's in Denver. I'll pop there later on today. But glad I could squeeze this in. Uh, Ron, I want to talk a little bit about uh, books. Now, you've written uh, – how many books have you written uh, to date, Ron? Uh, to, is it today? I've got six under my belt today. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, so I've got one, uh, one that, which is out already, which published in 2016 by HarperCollins, and then one okay. that will hit the store shelves. The second book will hit the store shelves in the fall of this year, in October okay, 2019. Okay, so the f- first one, and this is the big one out there. It's not self-published, so it's legit. Uh, and the first <laughs> yeah. book, the first book's called, and I, I don't, and I uh, haven't had the time to read it uh, or even listen to books on tape, but it doesn't matter because uh, we're going to get the, the nuts and bolts of it here. I'm going to pick up a lot from this, but it's called Everyone's an Artist, or at least they should be. Now, yes. is, that, is that meant to be ironic? No, not at all. I think that everybody has the ability to be an artist and it gets beat out of us, you know, by the time we hit middle management. Well, one sort of by just kind of, you know, it gets beaten out of us by just kind of waking up and sort of going, eh, you know, the artist lifestyle. That's I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. I mean, you can only go so far in kind of a corduroy jacket with, uh, you know, patches on your sleeves, uh, sitting around <laughs> talking about some poem that you wrote. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's right. That's I right. want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the new book. Sure. You said it's coming out, and the uh, I've got the title in front of me. Uh, Think, do, say, and I'll be honest with you right now. Ron, when I first uh, saw the title, I thought it said, think, don't say. And and to me, that makes a lot of sense. I'm always saying that to Tammy, you know, think, just don't say, I don't need to hear it. Just think, you know, think whatever you want. Just don't say it because I'm focused on what I'm focused on. Uh, but t- <laughs> so tell me a little bit about think, do, say, uh, what, what the hell is that? <laughs> it is... Uh, I really just wanted three syllables in a book title, and those were the three words that popped up. Yeah, boom. Uh, this is an approach. You know, it's an approach that salespeople can use, that can that leaders can use, that marketers can use, and it is essentially that this is how you cut through and capture and uh, attention and build momentum as a person and as an organization. So the think part is based on purpose and values that you have sure. to believe in something beyond your product. You know, well yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you know, you're, what, what is your purpose? I'll tell you what I believe in. I believe in myself significantly more than I believe in my products, and I think that's important because even as you know, some of my products get into litigation, I still believe yeah. in me, and so that, that's kind of that what gets important. me past that. Yes, yeah, that yes. is believe that is exactly it, is. it. Believing beyond the product, it's kind of and what then gets once me you've out got of bed. that. That, that purpose, then you need to ensure that your actions and behaviors, the do part, yes. you know, reinforce those values and that purpose. And the last part is, look, like if you believe in something greater as a person or as an organization and you behave in a way that reinforces that belief, that's worth talking about. And so if right. you're going to talk about it, then let's talk about it in a really conscious way to win that battle for time. I want to, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about uh, something else that, that you uh, give talks about, which is corporate storytelling. Sure. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. 
Well, you know, the, the, the thing that people people don't want to listen to product benefits and features and price points and, the, the you know, the line I use that people are exhausted from getting pitch slapped, right? Everyone's got a pitch. Everyone's got a promo. Sure, an elevator pitch. Yeah, so but what, what people understand and relate to is the story structure that we look. Once upon a time, there were some mm. people, some stuff happened and lived happily ever after. You know, I used to be the creative director on Dell and you could go into anybody in Dell and say, how did this company start? Everybody knew the story. Everybody knew that Michael Dell started building computers in his garage when he was 19 years old, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'll bet this was kind of his whole thing is that Michael Dell was kind of like, if people don't know what I've done, yeah, hit the highway. I don't need you here because he needs he wants to make certain. And Tammy, pay attention here now, because that's that's what it's about. People who work for someone they better have his whole story down yeah, or her him, yeah. whole story down. Yes. Yeah. That, I like that's, that very that's, much. Because that's how you build culture, right? And and you it can also talk about- That's how about, you build the right culture. And what's what's interesting about that is is you can go to somebody and say, you know, you guys tell, tell more stories. And typically what people say, and I'm sure you you get this when you're, when you're speaking, is they'll say, you know, but I'm not a good storyteller. And I'll say, oh, well, you know, how did you meet your, your, your wife? And, and they, and then they become this oh, amazing storyteller. Right? So it's like, and then they just go on and on and rub it in your face. Yeah. And you're kind of like, no, I get it. You're soulmates, you know, Jesus, yeah. give it up already. Yeah. Yeah. But they it's like, they, save that for, save that for someone who really cares because, you know, as, as someone that's, you know, had four significant relationships, um, legally speaking, um, you know, it's just the last thing I need to hear about is, you know, someone's success story when it comes to, uh, to love. Uh, so I get you on that. Just again, sp- uh, think, don't say, see, that's why you're, that's why you're the, the, the guster. That's a I'm great idea. I'm telling you right I... now, there's a lot of synergy going on here. A lot of ideas being thrown out. I'm going to yeah. copyright a few of those. I have to, that's, <laughs> that's kind of my thing, a lot but of nuggets, Ron, I have got to tell you, this has been an incredible conversation. I mean, this is just two golden eagles, uh, one who, you know, called himself a bald eagle. I'm not going there, but it's these two (laughs) eagles and talons and feathers and just tearing apart a fox's carcass. You know what I mean? Just going to town. And this has been a great conversation. Where are you next going to be speaking? Because I'd love it if our paths crossed. Oh, well, uh, next next couple of weeks, I'm Montreal, I'm Tampa, I'm Phoenix, and then Palm Springs. Are you going to be in any of those places? Very, very likely. Absolutely. I uh, would love to. We'll have a conversation about that off the record here, but I would love, would, I will plan on seeing you in Tampa, where I believe there's a St. Regis uh, hotel with apartments as well, which is a, oh, a wow. great. I didn't, I didn't know that. Definitely. That's, cool. that's it's if if anything, that's why you go to Tampa uh, for those apartments at the St. Regis. It's a great stay and you still get those points. Um, oh, cool. Well, Ron, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate the love that you gave me. You know, it's right back at you. And this was an epic conversation. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pleasure to sh- to soar with you, my eagle friend. <laughs> Okay, what a great conversation. I love that. Thank you, Ron Tight. We killed that together. We really did. There is no meat left on that bone. It's just a bone. Thanks for being on the program. Uh, And to you, my dear, dear listener, I've got to talk about something very serious. That's my Instagram account. Um, 
lot of you know, you've seen it, you've been there, um, and I'm getting this a lot from you. How come I have so few followers on Instagram if I have such a huge social reach? Uh, answer, I don't know. Uh, my best guess, uh, probably Instagram's been hacked, I've been targeted. I mean, there is no way that that is the actual number of followers I have. The metrics have got to be way off on that, regardless. Uh, doing something about that now, doing it today. Uh, it's activated. I'm doing an activation. That's what this is. I want you to find me on Instagram. I want your friends to find me on Instagram and follow me at DexGuff. I'm going to blow this up big time. We're going to trend in a big way. The internet is about to be shut down by what I am doing because I'm going to give myself a guff bump in numbers on Instagram. So find me on Instagram. Watch those numbers. They're going to go through the roof, I promise you. At uh, DexGuff. Hell, find me on Twitter. Let's see what we can do there, too. At DexGuff. Let's communicate on social. Let's get some synergy going. Let's do this thing together. Uh, until next week, have a great week. Get out there and crush what needs to be crushed. You know what it is in your own personal life. Just crush it. Identify it. Locate it. Crush it. Until next week, this is DeGuff. Guff.